What's happening on the uh, 25th of October? Todd, Todd Becker or whatever. Okay. There are, we have some posters um, available. If you want to put one up in your office or workplace or whatever, we've got, we've got some posters there. Um, please avail yourself to this. Get the word out, that type of thing. Um, as it gets closer to it, we will hand out some, we have some tickets. Um, now, now the event's free. The tickets are just there to, okay, for like door prizes and those type of things. But uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll be handing those out as we get closer to the date, that type of thing. So, <clears throat> I didn't get a chance, and I should have uh, done this, Lon. Um, just, just a praise. We've been praying for my niece and uh, her results of the uh, tests coming back for hepatitis and all that. They came back negative. Okay, which is an awesome, awesome praise. And uh, <clears throat> thank you for for praying with us and and and, and for her. So. Open your Bibles to a familiar passage. I think, I think someone in our midst always goes here, one way or the other. Okay, um, you'll find it in Matthew 28, 19, 20. <clears throat> Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, what are we supposed to do? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have, what? I've commanded you. And surely, I'm with you always, to the very end of the age. Father, as we come to you this morning, we just ask that you guide my words. We ask that you open our hearts. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Last week we covered the command that Jesus gave us. Uh, we discussed the cost, the, the mission, uh, the planning, uh, effort. We talked about uh, logistical things of, of supplies and people and, and, and those type of things. Now today, I want to talk about how we actually, the mechanical things that are involved in this. So number one, the first slide up here, the heart 
and soul of discipleship is what? Turn to Acts chapter 2. We'll be uh, looking these verses up. There'll just be three, three passages we'll look up this morning. Okay. Acts chapter 2. And if you get there before I do, if you're there already, go ahead and read it out. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. What is that called? Community. Community. All right. What else is it called? It's called discipleship. Is it not? The heart and soul of discipleship is what's going on there in this passage. Of coming together, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were obedient to what God wanted them to do. Were they not? Because in, in, in the Great Commission, what did he tell the disciples to do? To go and make disciples of who? Of all nations. Everybody. This was obedience demonstrated. Now, when we talk about obedience, we need to talk about the negative side of obedience. Is there a negative side of obedience? Yeah, well, that's disobedience. Okay, but sometimes we want to go in, in that little dark area and just either delay or obey partially. And I'm here to tell you partial obedience is disobedience. When we as parents tell our kids to go clean the room and they say, I'll do it later. Is that obedience? No. Do we put up with it sometimes? Yes. And we come in and we look at the room and we see that the floor is picked up. We see the bed is eh, made a little bit. And then what we do, you open the closet and everything falls out. Is the room clean? Uh, no. I, I think we're getting the point here. Okay. When God says, look, be obedient and make disciples, that's what he intends for us to do. There's no, no halfway here. It also it, it requires training. How 
how do you make a disciple? That's part of what we're doing on, on Sunday evening. Some of that training that we're having. Okay? It's helping you. It's prodding your thought process. Okay? It's not the end and be all of everything. It's possibly a way. But training. And the other thing is can I obey out of duress? Can I obey by the letter of the law We see it happen every day, do we not? I don't like to drive the speed limit, okay? The sheriff knows that, <laughs> okay? He see me out and about. He, he knows what I drive, okay? And I don't know if it was you that flipped your lights on the other day, but somebody, I'm, I'm coming, we're, we're going out of town for an appointment, okay? And I see a sheriff's car up there, and suddenly the lights come on, and it's like, oops. I look down, and it's like, sure enough, I'm... Let's just say I'm speed, okay? But can we obey, truly obey, without a willing heart? The heart and soul of this is, is, look, Jesus tells us to make disciples. If we begrudgingly do that, are we obedient? In a tactical sense, probably. Are we going to receive blessings? Probably not. Would we tolerate the same obedience that we've given our Savior? Will we tolerate that obedience in our children? second part I want to talk about discipleship is a lifelong endeavor it's a lifelong endeavor okay go to a familiar passage 2 Timothy Fourteen 
2 Timothy 14, or 2 Timothy 3, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 3, okay, 14 through 17. But as for you, continue in what you've learned and have become convinced of because you know that from whom you've learned it. How from your infancy you've known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to, to make you wise through faith in Christ Jesus. And then the, the really familiar portion here is, look, all Scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training and righteousness. So the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. When my mentor... Um, <clears throat> When I asked him, well, during my ordination, he told me, ordination is nothing more than your commitment for a lifetime of learning. That's basically what it is. Yes, it's a recognition that God's called us to do a certain position. But he looked at me and looked me square in the eye and says, Dan, you are making a lifelong commitment to learn. And you know something? He was right. He was right. The more familiar the passage is, the more I have to go and say, look, is there something that I've missed here? Is there something that, that's deeper for Dan? So I could pass on to the people that I serve. It's a commitment. We're committed to learning more other than just skimming across. I have to be teachable. For those of you that are teachers and, and, and sometimes administrators and, and and trainers of, of all sorts. It really helps if someone's really willing to learn, right? It makes the job much more difficult if, if your pastor takes an attitude of I know this already who's going to suffer your pastor as well as you folks I certainly don't know it all I'm learning every day I'm challenging myself not because I think I, I'm somebody but I know that's what God requires of us be teachable. And don't... How can I say this and not be offensive? Well, I'm just going to say it anyway. 
Okay? Don't get a case of the big head and think you know it all. Okay? Be willing to teach. Be willing to pass on what you've learned. It's not really difficult. But sometimes we make it difficult. The third point we want to make today is this one. What's that stand for? Keep it simple. Keep it simple what? Um, we'll say silly. Okay, all right. <laughs> Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Acts 4, verse 13. <clears throat> It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, just ordinary men, they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Now look, okay, we, we've discussed this before as, we, as we've gone through Acts here, okay, that Peter and John were, were good little Jewish boys. They, they knew, okay, they went through all the, the bar mitzvah stuff, okay. They knew they had a basic understanding of the scriptures. So they weren't totally ignorant. When they when they were talking about unschooled, okay, it was making reference, well, they didn't go to the seminaries of the day, okay. They didn't go to the sit under the rabbis and, and those type of things. They were just ordinary guys. Making disciples. You may take the, the, the position, well, I don't really know enough. You know enough. You know enough. Yes, we are continuing to learn and to pass that knowledge on. But you know enough right now. If you claim the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you know enough. Pass it on. Take it slow, but keep moving. I forgot. Power on. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm trying to figure out in my head real quick how many years, okay, I've been in the ministry. I was licensed in 76. How many, how many years is that? A lot. A lot. Okay. 
makes me old, doesn't it? That doesn't give me a right to lay down. That doesn't give me a right to, I'm tired of learning. But doesn't give me the right to say, I'm done. Dan's journey, okay, has been Dan's journey. You have your journey of your own. Think back when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What has your learning process been up up till now? Okay. I can't speak for anybody else in the class. Okay, but in the Sunday school class, okay, I'm I I learn something new every week. I do. Okay, that may you know. I'm not trying to build. Cole up or, or, or Barney up, okay? But I learn something new every day, every time I'm back there. It's been a slow process for Dan. I shared with the guys the other, the other night a part of the reason it's been slow, okay? I won't mention that. I asked him not to mention it, so I'm not going to, I'm just going to say, look, it's been a slow process. But it's not all here. Okay? The challenge we have, okay, and you see this, through the things is identify at least one person to invest your life into. Maybe more if you have opportunity. Okay. But take one person. Whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's out of a Bible study group, whatever. One person. And invest your life into them and disciple them. You know what that requires? That requires me to be one step ahead. I don't want to get too far ahead. Okay? But that requires me to be one step ahead and to be willing to meet, be willing to dedicate the time, be willing to. Discipleship is more than just coming together, putting a title over it, saying we're doing discipleship or having a discipleship class. It's much, much, much more than that. God calls us to make disciples. He doesn't tell us, okay, doesn't tell us to draw a crowd. He tells us to invest 
and make disciples. During your lifetime, if you've made one disciple, are you obedient to what God has called you to do? Nod your head yes, class. You are. Hopefully, you'll be able to nurture and, 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 and disciple that person so they in turn can go out and start and disciple their own. And there may come a time where you can just basically cut them loose, but you'll always be you'll always be their mentor. Always. So the call we have today is, is basically getting past all the all the mechanical things. I mean all the logistical things and, and definitions and all that. Are we willing? Are we willing to be obedient? And say, yes, Lord. Are we willing to commit our lives for a lifetime of learning and training? Because that's what I see. And just, okay, but keep it simple, silly. Keep it simple. Okay? You don't have to have a, a PhD, okay, and Bible to disciple somebody. Some of the best people that's discipled me along my lifetime, okay, were guys who just, they knew the Lord. And when you were in their presence, you knew they knew the Lord. Did they have did they have any degrees or whatever? Some did. Okay, but the majority of the, the, the people and I still I still thank them to this day. Some of them some of them aren't here with us anymore. Some still are. And just a note of caution, age is not a factor. Maturity is. Let's pray.